Hey everybody, welcome back to Spaceball. I am your host, editor and chief and founder of Geekspace, Danny. I am here with sports editor Robert Howard, TNT. He's dynamite. Uh that's a quick one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. You know what? I've never listened to like ACDC for more than five seconds. I don't know how. You don't I really that need song. to. I think it was. You don't really it need was to. on a Tony Hawk soundtrack at some point. That's fair. That's fair. Or Dirty Deeds or whatever. They um, always put like Mr. One. Deeds the movie. Yeah. It's yeah. You know what? Sure. Mr. Deeds go to town. Sure. We're here to talk about baseball, and baseball is sometimes good. Other weeks, like this week, it's kind of bad. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're going to talk first off about some great plays we saw this week. I'm going to start cause I got the best one. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and do both cause they're the same play. Okay. <laughs> we had two different game saving tag outs oh, no. at home this week. The first one, <laughs> August 23rd, Phillies versus the Braves. The final play of the game, the Phillies. Take the W on a tag out at home that is, frankly, way too fucking close. Yes. Uh, yeah, now with the Buster Posey rule, there's a lot of questions about when is when is a catcher blocking the plate. Uh, basically, the throw was offline, but it was offline, I think, kind of on purpose. It dragged yeah. Knapp into the baseline trying to catch it, and then basically he fell on top of the base runner. So yeah. people were arguing, is it is it – is he blocking? Do you have to? Is he allowed to do that? Were the, people arguing that? Mostly Braves fans. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, no, Which, I, I, yeah. Nobody really understood either because, like, I don't, I don't think anybody thought about using that strategically to your advantage to like push the catcher down the baseline by throwing it off off point on purpose. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of what happened, and everybody was like, "Well, he was reaching for the ball before." He he was reaching across the baseline before he had the ball, and they were like, well, but he was reaching for the ball. He had nowhere else to go. So then the umps had to talk about it, and they decided that it was a fair tag. So the Phillies got the W, baby. Hey. And then the, the next Yankees. day, <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> uh, a different home play, a home plate play, bottom of the second, the Jays versus the Rays had a – beautiful tag out at home that was uh also gonna i think it would it would have flipped the uh flipped the lead but they saved it they got it so yeah i i was i'm a sucker for home plate tag outs so those are my two highlights yeah they are insanely good when it comes to i mean it's always whenever it's like a whenever it's like a down to the wire especially the um Especially the Ray, or excuse me, especially the Phillies and Braves game. Yeah. I remember watching that and being like, "Ooh, like that it's, was it's, absolutely insane." It's out of your chair, shit. Honestly, um, but uh, I would say my plays of the week one was a really, really great uh, catch and throw to complete it. I got a lot of double plays here this mm-hmm. week, but it was Victor Robles uh, catching to straightaway center all the way to the warning track, catches the ball, tosses it to first and gets uh the double play from uh it was actually against the phillies i think it was he tagged up against um uh it was it was segura actually oh gene yeah okay yeah and i remember that was a straightaway shot to center 
Victor Robles caught it on the warning track and then chucked it to yeah, first. I'm pretty it. sure I the Phillies that. pretty sure the Phillies still won that game. Um Yeah, we did. I would say if Phillies have been what? We're on a five, five game six. Streak. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. About to make it and, six tonight, baby. Hey. Um I mean, they've been two in a row, two weeks in a row that they're Sunday night baseball. Yeah. So, I mean, my condolences, buddy. But um yeah. That's <laughs> well, not like I doesn't affect me. Yeah, true, true, like, true. Like, what, so it's going to mess up my schedule? I'm stuck in here. I haven't, <laughs> I I haven't left having, this room in four months. I just mean having to deal with Alex Rodriguez. Oh, that's true. Well, yeah. we'll talk about... <laughs> I hate you Alex Rodriguez. I, I, <laughs> I can list five players right now who you could have as better commentators. I don't know why they chose him. His voice is it's like drilling into my temple. He just He says dumb shit which I think is something you wanted to bring up on one of your highlights. I don't know if you can technically considered it a highlight, but no, news. no, I, yeah, no, no, no. We'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. Um, one other play that I thought was kind of, have you ever heard of, um, have you ever heard of the phrase toot bland? Oh yeah. Uh, I can't remember the exact f- phrasing of it, but it's, uh, fuck. I know what it is. I can't remember what the anagram is. You want me to tell you? Yeah. Okay. So Toot Bland, for the people who don't know, is kind of like, it's al- it's always been a thing in baseball, but more or less what it means is it's an acronym for thrown out on the base paths like a nincompoop. Yes. That's it. Uh, there's another one that's called Fart Slam. Uh, that oh, I've one never heard in that. Particular, that one in particular uh, is... Oh, Fielder allows runner to score like a moron, uh, <laughs> but like they both rule. They're like two of my favorite like unofficial official stats that play that fans talk about. And we had a toot bland uh, with which also just sounds so funny to yeah. me. But uh, where Matt Carpenter grounded uh, for the for the for the Cardinals grounded into a three five double play. I did see uh, this. Because they thought it was foul, which like I have no idea how Matt Carpenter hit that ball. You grab like it snagged at first. He bobbles it, touches it, touches the bag again, and then Yachty is just in the middle of third and home, just running, thinking that it was a foul ball, and then they just catch him out. And I was like, oh, like I haven't seen this bad of base running since I was watching the Yankees play today. So like I don't know what even remotely was happening there but especially from somebody who i have professed as the best catcher in the league so does this mean that you're admitting that current day right now at this moment yadi is worse than jt no because jt because jt wasn't the one who made that play last sunday it was a completely different catcher why did jt's I will not. I will For every not every that. play JT hasn't made, he's made three more. Hey man, that's a weird stat, but all right. <laughs> and it's not even a real one. I made it up. <laughs> hey man, we got Toot Bland, Fart Slam, and that one. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> but that that play in particular made me laugh, and uh, finally one that didn't make me laugh and just made me go, oh. All right, face of baseball was Fernando Tatis robbing George Springer of a bloop single. Um, it was about six days ago, and 
my god like it was air tatis like yeah. he like like you can see i i i i can't see who the center, I, I forget who the center fielder was for this game but man like he had a magnificent jump on that and also didn't even like either either the shift was the reasoning for that or you know it had to have been something because like i swear that boop didn't seem like it was very long up in the air and he just went out and just grabbed that bad boy yeah and yeah man i I, again we can't go a week without not mentioning the face of baseball. It's just, it just needs to happen. And yeah, those are my highlights that I have for the week. Well, that's, you know, that's what was funny is I think at the, at the top of this year, we were, we, you and I were arguing about who is sort of the face, the, 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 the big name in baseball, whether it was, uh, Bryce judge or, or judge or trout. I think it doesn't matter anymore. I think it's Tatis. Mm-hmm. I think that he is, you know he's he's our Steph, he's our Steph Curry like he just like you know you, he's new and uh-huh. he's hot and it's just like holy shit like he's coming out of nowhere oh yeah and and I think that that's gonna be I think he's got the star power to keep moving that's the that's the thing that I feel with because like when when last year with the Padres Manny Machado was the big big talk of the town honestly yeah because um, well because he was already a talk of the town when he got there. Exactly. And I, and Fernando Tatis Jr. that last year was his rookie year, but like he was still going through the motions, making a lot of different, you know, he was still making plays and he was still doing great stuff. But like now this year, especially it's just, it's just the early adjustment period. It's your rookie. Oh, year. yeah, exactly. And even then, like it wasn't a bad he didn't have a bad rookie year by any means. I'm trying to think he did not win rookie of the year last year. No, it, it was, was a Dodger, wasn't it? I remember who the NL won. I don't think it was a Dodger. Was it? Let me see. Scott Kingery, I think, won two years ago. So Jordan Alvarez was absolutely. Oh, it was Pete Alonso. It was Pete oh, Alonso for the Nets, of course. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he broke the rookie record, so like it doesn't that, that makes a lot of sense anyway. Um But uh yeah, man. I mean, he was I, I believe at the very least, I think that he was in the running, but I could be completely off base. Let me see here. I was wrong about Scott Kingery. He did not win. He was in the running, but didn't didn't clinch it. Yeah, I was gonna say Fernando Tatis was right. I believe right behind him. Oh, he finished third in Rookie of the Year voting. It was him. Um, it was Fernando Tatis. It was Pete Alonso, obviously, who won it, and Mike Soroka, um, who was second with okay. the Braves. Um. Thoughts and prayers to Mike Soroka. He may be a brave, but I still enjoy watching people pitch. They're pretty cool when, when they aren't bitches. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, I, I it's gonna be hard pressed to not watch that or not mention Fernando Tatis Jr. because he's leading the league in a majority of things now, and he, I mean, he's yeah. just killing it. If he's he would stop being good, we could stop talking about him. Yeah, but alas, alas, when your name when your name is the face of baseball, you got to show up, and he's showing up. Nino, uh, that's right. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, Tatis had an amazing, and and I think that it's gonna be, I think that's gonna be a poster. That's that's like an iconic image. Now. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Tatis. Hopefully, fingers crossed, stays healthy. Um, he's gonna have a long career, and honestly, the Padres might 
start raking as far as that's concerned. I mean, they already are. They already yeah. are for sure. Um, but watching him play is a lot of fun. This year, honestly, I'm I'm kind of like I'm kind of rooting if I if if the Yankees don't do what they need to do and win and you know win the World Series or even make it like I mean I'm I'm I don't I don't have a single clue because there's a million gajillion different injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, should we? I would say I could get into that. Do yeah. you want to transition into Bronx cheers and jeers? Uh, do you want to do that first? Fanatic, or complain me, about fanatic cheers. Go ahead. That's fine. Do you want do you want to do that first or complain about uh news stuff first? Um, we can do news. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, look. Let's start off with the biggest one. Uh, there's a conspiracy. There's a conspiracy out there to ruin baseball. Uh, true. It comes right from the top. That's uh, true. Uh, it's only from the top. The issue is it the is top. the top. It's, <laughs> it's like it's, it's like that little that little top layer of mold on cheese. Yep. Like like if we could just scrape it off, it'd be oh, yeah. fine. Or even just make it into blue cheese. Like I'm not I'm not I'm not picky. You know, <laughs> I, just I pound like, it just, in. Like at, at this point, just like make it like like. I will I will take anything. I mean, I will take anything, but M A N F R E D is the code name and it just it, that's the operation at that point and it just needs to be scrapped. Yeah. Look. So here's here's the whole situation. Uh we had the unfortunate uh, we've been, well we've been dealing with the unfortunate issues between uh people of color and the police now for I mean Longer than this year, hundred years, but yes, but yes. the uh, the uh, in the last several months, there's been demonstrations. Uh, most recently, uh, there was one um, about a week and a half ago where a man was shot seven times in the back by a police officer uh, while he was trying to get into his own car, and rightly so. Many of the players, uh, especially players of color in the MLB, said, "Hey, we don't really." feel right playing tonight it's yeah. uh yeah it just just to clarify for listeners jacob blake uh was the was oh the i didn't say his name shot and everything. Right. no no i i just i wanted to make sure that that was stated because i didn't yeah. like it could have had anybody being like hey and it's like sure. i yes absolutely yeah. needs to be mentioned and it was kenosha police in wisconsin like anyway sorry go ahead Dan. no no it's fine thank you for bringing that up i totally forgot to say his name uh no worry uh yeah and and players in the MLB said we don't feel comfortable playing uh we feel like this is more important we don't need baseball to interrupt the conversation yep and so uh some players uh started to cancel their night games and then the next day most teams canceled all their games uh there was a bit of a lag because of the time difference so players on the west coast were able to cancel their games in time whereas some players on the east coast played I know the Phillies did play that night the uh, Yankees played too. Uh, pretty, pretty disappointed in that. But I don't necessarily like. I don't know. I I don't know how it's uh, as a as a as a white person who is dealing who is talking about stuff like this. I feel that it's necessary to mention at that point. But like, I don't know if it's a hundred percent like they just should have stopped playing, or 
they were fine to keep playing. You know what I mean? I think that that in general is up to interpretation. Mm-hmm. Um, and we in should the demonstration- say that the, the idea to boycott games was following suit of the NBA. Yeah. Was yep. They had started because they're in their bubble right now, finishing the season. And they had said basically that we, I think there, it was the Toronto Raptors, I think were the first team. Um, Milwaukee, it was either Toronto Raptors or Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, I know that the Milwaukee two. Bucks made a statement with yeah. the entire team and then they walked out and then some dumbass was like, does this mean you're good to finish the season? And it was like, at this point, yeah. like, like I just, uh, reporters just get me, man. But anyway, sorry. But yeah. And, and so, uh, so most of the teams, uh, canceled their games for the, for the day and, a leaked video came out of by the way this is not a pr team decided to do this the players voted if the players yeah. voted to continue playing they continued to play exactly but most clubhouses on their own voted to not play our wonderful commissioner <laughs> rob Manfred, supposedly okay so let me tell you what the video says the video is brody van wagenen the gm for the mets uh, accidentally, in in Mets fashion, said this conversation does not leave this room, and somehow streamed himself to the front page of the Mets website. Three of us, three of us here can't leave this room. Having this conversation that doesn't leave the room. Yeah. Uh, saying that Rob Manfred had put in a call saying that he wanted his show of solidarity for the Mets game. They wanted the players to walk off the field. And then come back and play an hour later. They're mulling that over. Baseball's trying to come up with a solution, saying, "Oh, you know, it'd be super powerful." Three of us, three of us here can't leave this room. They're saying, uh, "You know, it'd be really great if you just have them all take the field, and they leave the field, and then they come back and play at eight ten. And I was like, "What? What's it, Rob? The job scheduling's gonna be a nightmare. There's so much at stake." And I said, "Jeff." That's not happening. They're, They're not dealing not with playing. reality. They're not playing, but that's Rob's instinct. And Rob, not exactly what you and I are talking about, at leadership level, he doesn't get it. He just doesn't get it. And that's so... Anyway, so I, we're, we're waiting. Jeff wants to hear as soon as we hear from the Marlins. Uh, Conforto should, whatever we do, we need to coordinate with the Marlins. So as soon as Conforto hears from Rojas, right? Miguel Rojas? Yeah. Yep. Seven seven either seven fifteen or seven oh five. He wanted them to come back, like like show a demonstration, what have you, and then come back and finish their game. Yes, and it's it's just it's so like short sighted to me. But like I feel like that's just me being a broken record at that point when it comes to Manfred in general. It's just asinine. Yeah. Like there's there's genuinely no point in doing something like that. And I actually just, I I wish that every week, like on a scale of like how Manfred is compared to Trump. And I don't mean to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I I know how that sounds, but you know what I mean? Like every single week, I swear there's like a headline where Manfred just said something fucking dumb. Oh, and you just have to shake your head. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't mean to, for that to sound like sensationalized no, or no, anything no, no, like no, that. No. But, but I get it. It's, yeah. well, but the thing that drives me crazy is this. Remember a month ago 
when we all had we walked out with Black Lives Matter on the jerseys and it was painted on the pitcher's mound. Yeah, it really seemed like for once our sport was going to be in the progressive lane. Yeah. And this same motherfucker who's running it is undercutting even if you don't believe in it politically, he's undercutting players choices, players voting to not play. Both of yeah. the clubhouses, both of them, the Mets and the yep. Marlins as players voted not to play. And instead, <laughs> the fucking commissioner of baseball is like, okay, well, we, I know that none of you want to play, but what if all of you played instead? Yeah. Like, yeah. you motherfucker. Like, it's just, not not only that, and like, just to clarify, and I know that, that I know, uh, just to say, this the statement of Black Lives Matter is not, like, political. That's the thing that, like, annoys the shit out of me when it comes to, like, Manfred and whatnot. And, that, like, it's and not to say that he's made that statement, you know what I mean? But, like, after after that whole situation, he made a statement state, uh, saying, um, over the past two days, players on a number of clubs have decided not to play games. I have said both publicly and privately that I respect those decisions and support the need to address social injustice. I have not attempted in any way to prevent players from expressing themselves by not playing, nor have I suggested any alternative form of protest to any club personnel or any player. Any suggestion to the contrary is wrong. That is a statement from MLB Communications PR on August 27th. I don't believe it. <laughs> and I don't believe it either. You know, like, they're, they're legitimately, like, there's a moment when something like that happens, and it's just like, for me, why would Brody Van Wagen, why would Brody Van Wagen and lie? Yeah, he has no reason Like, why, that's, that's one thing that gets me, but then this is the statement from the Wilpons. Uh, and it's amazing to me and I'll tell you why in a moment. Um, statement from Mets chairman of the board, Fred Wilpon and CEO Fred Wilpon. And he says, I am very stressed and disappointed to learn tonight that our general manager, Brody Van Wagenen made disrespectful and inaccurate comments about our commissioner, a longtime close friend of mine. I hold Rob in the highest regard and in no way are Brody's remarks reflective of my views or the organization's. Rob continues to be a great leader of the major league ba- of, of major league baseball. I apologize for any harm this incident has caused to Rob. Blech. Jeff Wilpon, the COO of the Mets, reply or also made a statement stating to clear any misunderstandings. It was my suggestion to potentially look into playing the game later because of scheduling issues. <laughs> what scheduling issues? Exactly. Like that's the thing. Like the thing is, this entire this entire season, and that statement isn't finished by the way. But this entire season. He, like, like we've made a point to do double headers. Yeah. And we've made a point to reschedule games that were previously, you know, not, not possible to be played. So to say scheduling issues, like, the thing is, you guys have already committed, both owners and players have already committed to completing a season. If it's not mm-hmm. within 60 games, obviously you'll have to push it back. But regardless of that, you've committed to it. So saying because of scheduling issues doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, and the thing is, look, truth be told, it, who was playing that night? It was Mets and Marlins, right? Yes, exactly. The Phillies are and Marlins are already behind three yeah. games. If the Mets go behind a game, it's not like it ruins the schedule because we're going to have to play four more days to make that up anyway 
Exactly. Like the thing is, there's a lot of different play. There's a lot of different teams that can. Like the thing is, the Mets had last week where they obviously the, the we didn't have baseball for the Yankees and the Mets the past weekend, like last yeah. weekend. So that makes sense. I mean, I like it makes sense as far as like an idea for the scheduling, but like you're already playing those. You're you're playing those this weekend. You're playing five games within three days. Well, like, here's, the, here's the thing that drives me nuts is like, and you're right. Like Black Lives Matter shouldn't be a political statement, but the reason I said political is because it's clear to me assuming the official story isn't true and that it was jeff wilpont whatever yeah like yeah, the yeah, wilpont's yeah. first of all it's, it's not true what's happening is the wilpont's are falling as you said falling on the sword because they're not planning on keeping the mets anyway they're selling them so yeah. why let manfred get in trouble their best friend and marionette why yep. would they let him get in trouble when they're they could easily take the blame and they're selling the team in like a month anyway. Fuck it. Yeah. Like, and <laughs> it's just like, like the like Brody fin- or rather Jeff Wilpon finishes the statement saying Brody's misunderstanding of a private conversation was and is inexcusable. We fully respect our players and the yeah, Marlins players decision to not play tonight and appreciate the sincerity of those who wish to draw attention to social injustices and racial inequalities that must be addressed. The entire Mets organization remains committed to creating meaningful change in our society. A funny thing about this statement, they spelled Brody's name wrong multiple different oh, yeah. times. <laughs> like, yeah, I saw it. They spell it right at the beginning, Brody Van Wagenen, and then the rest of it is B-R-O-D-Y-S, or B-R-O-D-Y, B-R-O-D-Y, and it's like, well, did you not proofread at that point? Yeah. Like, the reason I was saying politically is because clearly, even if Black Lives Matter really is a humanitarian statement, it's not. It shouldn't be inherently political. Our commissioner clearly views everything about it politically. He's using yes. it either to score points or. Yep. I hate the phrase virtue signal, but like that's what it is. Like he doesn't believe in any of this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know what you mean, though. I know that you. I know what you're meaning, and that like, like you, you, we both don't think, don't, don't believe, and know that this is not a political statement. But he's using like, it as a political calculus. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, because because clearly he doesn't want to actually invest in it. He can't spend one day of games to fucking like, dude. Fuck you. God. Yes. Yeah. It's just where's the where's the I gotta settle down. I, gotta. <laughs> I lost it. I'll, I'll make a new one for next week. It's just like I I completely agree. I think that in general, it's it's just Manfred doesn't get like it doesn't get any of this, and it's just an exact thing. Like this past week when he was asked, like what what is your definition of a successful 2020 baseball season? And he said, when the trophy is handed over to one lucky owner, <laughs> like, like just to, just to, just to absolutely put the icing on the cake as far as like who Manfred works for. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I can't believe that I am missing Bud Selig, but like I am missing Bud Selig. Yeah, so somebody said it really makes you crave mediocrity. Yeah, and it's like it's 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 such a it's such a like parallel between a lot of different things within the world where it's just like, man, you know, like this leader sucks, but like I would probably go back to going with that guy yeah. as opposed to this one, and it's just well, it's it's really insane. It's like. Manfred isn't a commissioner. He is no. he is a, a puppet. He's a puppet with 30 different hands up his ass. Yeah. Like it's just insane. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of it is just for myself. And I mean, I, I just can't get over the amount of just garbage that like we have to deal with in, in like, him just not like a not having a spine when it comes to trying to actually negotiate with people and just listening to listening to players. I'm glad that we have the announcement that the playoffs will be played in a bubble. Yes. Um, I believe both in Texas and in California. Ah, uh, yeah, so, in Houston is what they said. In Houston okay. and Dallas, and then I think that the the other league is going to be the L.A. the L.A. Stadium is going to be Angels. Yeah, and yeah, Dodgers. yeah. Yeah, which like wild because wasn't Houston and wasn't uh, isn't L.A. like still a red state, like a hot spot as uh, far as coronavirus no, is concerned? OK, um, Texas with schools really going back with schools coming back into play. I don't know, but well, hopefully a bubble is supposed to mitigate that. But also, yeah. I, I get it because those are kind of the only places where you can have that. Although, oh, yeah, I think I it would make more sense. I don't know why we didn't do it all in California. Cause like yeah, because it would make sense to make one bubble in the Bay Area because Oakland versus San Francisco is a thirty minute drive. Yep, and then to do the other one in uh, L.A. and then you also have the NLAL right there. One one yeah. in each bubble, one's an AL stadium, one's an NL stadium. But it's just it's just something to where again we've discussed this before, but the players being that they kind of wanted to live the rock star athlete life, I feel like that's why we didn't see the bubble earlier. Yeah. And with this now, it's just like you now have sixteen teams to manage as opposed to the um the eight 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 that would have that would have been in for each. So I mean, it's cool as far like this is this is the season to change to like we we've discussed this before and we don't need to necessarily get into a bunch of it Mm -hmm. but this is the season to experiment for sure um that being said that like that information is just absolutely fucking stupid and i wish that we would throw that out the door but speaking of throwing lucas giolito had our first no-no of the year hell yeah and that honest honest to god i and it was one it was only one out away from a perfect game yeah i think that he i think he just walked, he walked he, i say i'm pretty sure he walked one person um but man it was like i missed that energy i remember like on my on my twitter feed it was just like lucas giolito is like seven i think i actually messaged you and i put a bunch of asterisks yeah, you and did. i said yeah i was that. like lucas giolito is, is in the middle of a no hit bid and then i just made sure to put all the asterisks but man very cool i always love seeing stuff like that and lucas giolito is a rad guy anytime you ever hear about him he's always super nice in any sort of interview. And honestly, like I said, man, I like the White Sox. If it was, if it was White Sox Padres, that'd be cool as shit. Like mm-hmm. the, the, the standings, like I, I think I mentioned it to you last week. I don't know if it was on the podcast or just in passing when we were waiting, but oh, it the, was. Yeah, the yeah, standings for the central is fucking wild. Yeah. 21 and 13, 21 and 13, 20 and 15, like crazy. I, I was totally, before you told me that I was, devaluing the central in my head yep i was and that's i was like really like i was like yeah i mean they got the i was i think i said they got the socks and i wasn't paying attention to any of the other teams but they actually have like yeah. a 
better win loss ratio than I think all but one division. They I, like literally a, a combined yeah. win loss ratio with all the teams. Um, I think that. I mean, the Yankees would need to play their makeup games because they're mm-hmm. 18 and 13 right now, as opposed to, I would say, the Rays have the best uh, the best record in the AL, and then the Dodgers have the best record in the NL. Um, but yeah, I, I I definitely, and I mean, looking at it, I'm assuming the Central for the NL might be what you might have been thinking of, but yeah, I I mean, I know the NL Central is been struggling a little more uh they're still not yeah. bad but but the al central is is powerful they have uh, i mean they have four teams that are under 500 as far as the nl central is concerned but you know as far as nl divisions are concerned that's pretty normal <laughs> i think we had four teams in the nl east we had four teams under 500 until two days ago yeah that's true that's very true so, so yeah but yeah but yeah, no, uh, Lucas Giolito, a lot of fun. That last hit, I don't know if you were watching it at the time, but that last, oh, like, it was, like, it was like, dude, a, I was I like was breaking sweats. I was legitimately just sitting there, just like, yeah, oh my god, if you're gonna, and then, oh, it was, and plus it was a bang bang play too. Like you see that, and I thought he was gonna fall over. Like it was a, he had a quick jump on it and mm-hmm. got the catch, and then we were good. I so one thing uh, I want do you want to mention. I think Aloy, I think it was Aloy Jimenez fucking fell over and I thought that he got injured from celebrating. Uh-huh. They were they had the doctor out there. It was either Aloy Jimenez or uh, uh was, I mean the 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 White Sox have a lot like and I mean I mentioned that in our first podcast. Like the White Sox have a lot of talent. Yeah. Um I but I think it was Luis Robert or uh Aloy Jimenez, but fell over and I was just like, Oh my god, if you're gonna tell me that that is what happened, and like after celebrating, like oof, that's a rough break. <laughs> By the way, and we'll talk uh, about. I'll talk about. Kutch has the greatest celebrations of all time. Mm-hmm. I saw. Yeah, I saw, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Um, and last, uh, we're just gonna talk about. Um, I suppose we could talk about this for a little bit. Broadcasters, I would say, as far as different like how it feels to watch broadcasts like the yes network or like philadelphia's broadcast compared to stuff like fox or stuff like uh espn and i will let you start i think that the you lose something with national broadcasts i i'm not saying they're always bad uh i actually really like this is different i prefer small i prefer bigger market broadcasts for football and I prefer mm-hmm. smaller market broadcasts for baseball because there is something like I'm biased. NBC sports Philadelphia has a great broadcast team, um, yeah. but it's because they know every little thing about yeah. all the players. And it's like when you watch Fox, when you watch ESPN, I can't blame them. Cause it's like, these guys don't have a market the same way. They mm-hmm. have to cover 30 teams, 30 players on every team it's tough like you know and they're being fed this stuff live it's really difficult to do that however i think that the quality of them being they are such them frankly are way more expensive and they have they have the money 
the quality of broadcasters needs to be upped. I am so fucking yeah. tired of the level, specifically as we talked about a little, a little bit about before we started. Sunday night baseball is driving me fucking crazy. <laughs> I will say I do enjoy Matt Vaskersian. I don't think Vaskersian. I, like, I don't mind. Yeah, and I it's think only that... because I think he's been in the broadcast game so long that he is he is cut out of his bullshit. Yep. He's done. Yep. This man had to deal with Vince McMahon. He's he's <laughs> already true. past it. There's nothing that is that very true. That, you listen, uh, one Manfred I would say is still better than a Vince McMahon. <laughs> I would take 100%. I would take three Manfreds over Vince McMahon. Oh, dude, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. There's no fucking way that you could ever catch me being like. Uh, if, Imagine if, if we if, got cheerleaders and XLB. And Rob, Rob, <laughs> I did. Oh my God! Was I talking to you about that? No, I just came. I just oh, thought of it. <laughs> no, I said that we should. I I was talking to somebody that we should that we should have an XFL equivalent called the MLX. Oh my God! <laughs> and and it was like, uh, and I was like, can you imagine Rob Manfred calling whoever Fox Sports and being like, zoom in on those titties? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man. Man, I like, and, and I also, it's weird, but like, I also, this this is like super, like super, like it was very superficial, yeah. but like, I also enjoy the Santa Maria whenever I hear that from Matt Vesker. Yeah. And it's always fun. It's like a, like a little catchphrase or something like that. As always, it gives you some sort of personality. I think, whereas yeah. like, whereas like when I watch stuff and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one of these people who like fucking hates Joe Buck. Um, I don't care for John Smoltz, but I, I, I'm not somebody who like hates Joe Buck, but I swear that dude just doesn't want to be there half the time when he's broadcasting something. That's fair. And I mean, especially nowadays, I can't really blame him if he didn't want to be there, but, (laughs) but like, it's just something to where I feel like he, uh, I feel like there's, like you said, like, I think there's something lost. Cause like. I get more excited when I'm watching, uh, when I'm watching, uh, oh my God, when I'm watching like Michael Kay or David Cohn or Paul O'Neill talking about baseball as opposed to, uh, you know, as opposed to just like Matt Vaskersian and Alex Rodriguez, I don't hate Alex Rodriguez, but he says a lot of dumb shit. Yeah. Like this. Yeah, Freddie's a big hugger. He likes hugs. He's a big contact guy, so the, you know, the six feet thing's got to be driving him nuts. Mentally challenged. Yeah, I think that, uh... <laughs> being, I would say, being the yeah. Freddie, like, Freddie Freeman, yeah. like, ugh. I, look, here's the thing. I think that the best players don't always make the best casters. Like, like I would say the same thing about like Derek Jeter. I think Derek Jeter is clearly one of the greatest baseball players of all time. Yeah. He doesn't have the personality for camera and he's smart enough to admit it. (laughs) Yeah. That's why he made a paper, like a website as opposed to going on like the players tribune, as opposed to going on to like live broadcasting. he's, He's, he's done live broadcasting like twice. And it was always like, for stuff that was unrelated. I remember he went on Squawk Box or something one time and he was like, clearly like he was like, cause it was him and Alex and it was, and, 
and they were just like, "Oh, Ugh. I heard about that." It was Jeter, so awkward. Jeter, Jeter fucking hated it. Um, he, I recall he really didn't the, want to talk the whole time. <laughs> well, the thing is, Jeter also for for a quick little background as a Yankees fan, Jeter fucking hates a Rod. Yeah. So like, at least as far as like, that's my understanding as far as that's concerned. Like, sure, a Rod got him his like fifth ring or whatever, but like, he still like. Yeah. doesn't and like and like argue all you want about like we won't we won't necessarily get into the 2009 whatever mm-hmm. the yankees weren't winning that world series without a rod that's yeah. a that's a 100 percent fact but it's just so funny to me to hear like jeter fucking hates a rod but like it's a, like at that point how can you not sure but anyway but i was gonna say is the thing is like Derek jeter's not one of those guys who's gonna pretend he is no. like he's he's no he doesn't need to yeah and, he, and it was very clear he didn't want to be there and so yeah. that's that's like, you know, I think that A-Rod is really good at pretending, but I don't think he's good at not pretending. Like, when I want him to talk about the game in ways that I think are actually interesting, when I want him to give me real, not not just, like, things he's being fed, like, well, this guy has this much stuff and whatever. Like, I, I, don't, I can't trust him to make really interesting analysis of a game. Mm-hmm. in a way that uh, like like that other people wouldn't give me like something yeah. that only he would tell me i feel like he's not good at that and i frankly it's dead weight i think that for me there are certain moments where he will be in the middle of it and it's it's interesting like he he has his moments because he will hit beats where it's like all right this guy right here he's going to like i uh, i think it was rafael devers he's like you're right now it's a two, two count. You're going to see this and you're going to, and he's going to need to make a play on it. And he was right. Like that's like, he, he predicted it. He knew exactly what was coming. And like, that's the thing is that it, like people can kid themselves all they want. Alex Rodriguez knows baseball. Oh like, yeah. That's like, that's people, people don't hate a rod for that. People hate a rod because of the bullshit that he did when he was a player, as well as he says, dumb shit. Yeah. Like, that's just it. Like I said, uh, I, I, I made the joke. I, I'm pretty sure I made the joke last week or a couple weeks ago where A-Rod was just like, Tiger Woods, oh, Michael yeah. Jordan, LeBron James. And it's like, that like that doesn't, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, I already made the nutting joke. But either yeah. way, like, it's just, he, that stuff is where I need A-Rod to fucking stop. And that's where I, like... His, I, I would, I would actually, I disagree somewhat in that, like, if his pro, if his commentary was just analysis or just like, this is me in the game, this is what happens. I think that I would prefer it, but he also tries to make like calls that are like, 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 like the A Rod one or like the, the Freddie Freeman or excuse yeah. me, the, the Aaron Judge one or the Freddie Freeman one. Like, just, I just feel like it's one of those things where he doesn't – he isn't naturally charismatic like that. Yeah, that's fair. He somehow is the person who's most bent toward that on the team. So here's an example. I really liked when Pete Rose was casting because mm-hmm. he is a piece of trash. Like, <laughs> as, a, as a human, he's kind of a scumbag. But yeah. he has that sort of natural playfulness that, like – He's not going to give me nearly as much analytics as anybody else either. But I think he had the same amount of like, well, in this situation as a player, you'd want to do this and that, that Alex does. But Pete Rose is actually a pretty funny dude. And so, and often the joke is on him. 
Uh, yep. <laughs> but good dude, dude got tombstoned on like multiple WrestleManias. Yeah. Like he knows he's the butt of the joke. But but that's the thing is like he would show up and he would say, uh, you know, he would he would make a joke and it would actually land or like and yep. it was because he wasn't trying too hard. Yeah. And I think A Rod tries really hard to be cool. Yeah, I would agree with that. And looking at like, but the thing is, at the same time, I think that A Rod also knows that he isn't, which is a weird thing to say. But like, yeah, as as watching, like a future Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, watching his like, I don't know if he'll go into the Hall of Fame, but um, watching his like video, like because uh, uh, I follow a lot of sports personalities, and sometimes people retweet A Rod. And he'll do like dumb corny shit with J Lo and his kids. Oh, yeah. And it's like he very clearly knows that he has zero rhythm and he's a dork. So like, cool. But yeah, man, I <laughs> broadcasters in general just need to get more like they just need to talk about baseball more. And like sometimes if a game is boring, I understand shit like that. But I think we've talked I, I think I've discussed it with you before, but like I was watching forever ago. I used to watch League of Legends, like yeah. uh like their their esports broadcasts and one dude the game was so bad and the team was getting shit stomped so bad that they that they just started talking about attack on titan and i was like i don't i'm not here for this i don't yeah. give a fuck about this i like, i i think that that varies from person to person like i said i watched it's human a, i watched a padres cast a couple of weeks ago where they were talking about musicals in in, in yes. between plays and i thought that was really funny because yes. like it was so bizarre, it was so weird. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't have wanted the whole game to be like that, but I don't mind that sort of like, well, nothing is happening. Fuck it, let's just talk about whatever we want. Like, yeah. Uh, I think that I actually, you and I had a discussion about that, and I think that I was on the opposite end. Yeah. But in that regard, I should say just to clarify. If you don't make the entire game about the that type right. of discussion, I don't have an issue with well, it. Well, it's like you sent me that one about uh about or maybe did you send it to me about? Well, I think it was the Marlins. Well, no, it was uh, Three Rivers. Yes, yes, yes. Like that and to me is very funny because it was only like an, it was like a minute and a half where he was yeah. trying to understand why they call it Three Rivers. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't. It was Zed. He didn't realize that Z was the was the was the last letter of the Canadian alphabet. Oh, that one too. But there was that one... was in Three Rivers, as what I recall. Well, there was another one. I think it might be the same guy where he okay. was asking why they call it Three Rivers because it's actually just two rivers. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 I do remember that. Yep, yep, yep. And, I think th- yeah. And it, like, but all of those are like minute snippets of yeah. like, oh, this and is so funny. weird and it's happening. Like, but like the thing about like those is that they feel natural. And I think that's what I'm saying. I feel like some of the ones with Pete Rose where they would happen would feel natural. And I feel like A-Rod does have some natural ones. Like when they asked about the cheating scandal, he goes, I don't know if I'm really supposed to comment on this. (laughs) That was funny. But like, yeah, because like, and and then he went into it. If I recall, yeah. he went into it and was like, I he was like, I was the villain of baseball, and I deserved that title. And I was just like, that was about the Astros, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and but I just feel like that is the difference is that like so many of the times that he tries to do it it doesn't feel natural it feels weird it feels forced and it feels like he's trying to be fun and he's trying to be the cool guy and like we don't need that yeah just get a cool guy <laughs> yeah. i mean if if the, like the thing is it's a little more bearable for me because you like it uh 
No, 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 no. I, I, I oh, don't on, actually just admit fucking. It. You love him. I no, I really don't. But like, okay. I mean, I get no. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, uh, I think that he got a raw deal at the end of his career with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. But they, uh, like, at the same time, he kind of did it to himself. So yeah. like, what are you gonna do? Um, but I think that, um, let me see. I think that it's much more bearable than, uh, last year. I can't, oh my God, I cannot remember her name. Do you remember the, um, hold on. I'm trying to remember her name, but she was, yes, Jessica Mendoza. She is no longer there and that has made it. That has made it a little more bearable I because mean, I mean, the thing is she, she was a former, she was a former collegiate softball outfielder. Like she knew about baseball, hmm. but like ESPN wasn't worried about her talking about baseball. They were worried about her not like, like just not really giving a shit and saying random shit that didn't matter. Oh, you know? uh, okay. So, well, she also was like working with the Mets or something and hmm there was like conflict of interest and then okay. they just like fired her. Cause she said something dumb, pretty dumb. Honestly, I, I was like, Hey, that's what I'm looking forward to most is if a rod buys the Mets, then he actually, they're out of it. Oh, uh, damn just, it. This, just this week after the will pond controversy, a rod and JLo were both just like, yeah, we're not a part of it. <laughs> and I was like, cause I was like, if he buys the Mets, he'll stop casting. Uh, yeah, but he might actually create a really good baseball team. And that's, that's bad for you. Well, I would be willing to sacrifice it. Uh, All right. I Look, last thing I was going to say, I also think sportscasters have sports. Joe Buck is 10 times better at football than he is at baseball. Like, yep. I, I think the rotating, like, hey, you know, we're going to just put everybody on everything kind of thing, that if you're a sportscaster or a spurts, spurts, sports journalist, uh, that you're qualified to talk about every sport, maybe, but I don't think you're always – I don't think it's – completely necessary e- equal i don't think it's i don't think it's uh yeah equal ground so i think that uh i think we should start looking for people i say we as if it's me uh baseball i'll get, man- start- I'll, I'll get manfred on the phone yeah <laughs> so yeah and manfred a majority of my Fox calls sports. are just a majority of my calls are just drunken voicemails but, yeah. but like whatever uh <laughs> what the fuck are you doing <laughs> Send him to prison. I want to see the Astros go. Dear God. Uh, Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I think I just think that we need to start talking to people. And again, get more get more former players, but make them like players that are interesting to me. Like I think that like, look, mention him too much. Get a dude like Mike Lieberthal. Get a dude like like uh, Nick Swisher. <laughs> no, not Nick Swisher. <laughs> Right, Mike Lieberthal is better than Nick Swisher. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it right there. He's better. No, he was he was the second best catcher in baseball for like ten years, and he would have been the best had it not been for Mike Piazza. Who was who was? Uh, do you so you think that Jorge Posada and Joe Girardi weren't good catchers? They well, they weren't as good for as long. Anyway, I'm not gonna get into this, but Mike Lieberthal is fucking great. Uh, <laughs> but. But, so, like, dudes like that. Like, I think that's the interesting thing about, like... Sort of like Trent Dilfer. How, like, Trent yeah, Dilfer transitioned to ESPN. Yeah, I think Trent Dilfer does ESPN. a pretty good job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I think, uh, 
but guys who were who were in there who aren't like up their own ass. Like yeah. you know, I, I think that's that's Troy Aikman. <laughs> well, yeah, but but I think that that's the I issue mean up their own A-Rod. ass. <laughs> yeah, that's the issue with A Rod is always I feel like he 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 does know a lot about baseball, but I feel like he has this sort of like air of arrogance. Whereas yeah. like carries himself weird. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's weird and it doesn't work on TV. Some bases it may work as the villain of baseball, it definitely works. But like yeah. as a as a likable TV commentator it doesn't work. And no. I think that uh I think you can find guys out there who I mean fuck it, get, get a guy like Craig Biggio. Like, you know, have people on there who are big names but aren't like also media stars who aren't married to J-Lo and yeah. like like have them come on like that's that stuff is really interesting yeah i agree i think that would be fine i think that uh, one thing that i would recommend is just having regional broadcasters like regional to where like it's not necessarily like somebody who's dedicated to like that particular division or those particular divisions and have them um maybe not even that just like have somebody who knows specifically what they're doing for this particular Monday night or like Sunday night broadcast, Wednesday night, Tuesday night, et cetera. And then have them assigned to that so that they know, like, plus they know like a week in advance, like what else are they going to pay attention to at that point? Again, like David Cohn last, like I was watching the game today or one of the two games today. And David Cohn is literally just like talking about how, like talking about he he watched like five games obviously like he broadcasted the the doubleheader on Friday and then the game yesterday and then some today and he was still talking about like he was talking about like Mike Trout and and like all these other players just like doing stuff the 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 previous day and right. I remember Paul O'Neill was just like wow can you believe that Michael like Michael K he's like oh look at like he was like oh my god he's like i dude, this guy's had five games that he's had to broadcast and he's still paying attention to the other games in the league and then michael k's like that's david cohen for you yeah and it's like yeah of course um well i think and i think the other thing is like you could also sub them out like i yeah. think that like because look we're not nobody's in person right now really like so yeah, like that's very if true. you want to have you know uh your espn team if you want to have your big name person and then like you like you know your alex rodriguez and then your guy who's the sports journalist, you could always mm-hmm. bring in that game if the ESPN Sunday night game is going to be whoever, uh, uh, Oakland A's. Yeah. You can bring in one of the market people from the Oakland A's to be your stats caster who knows about this stuff and can start conversations because, like, 90% of this shit's over the phone anyway. Yeah. But at the end of the day, for all of this, it's more so about money, and I doubt that Manfred would be like. Yeah. I doubt that these these. I doubt well, that they this would is be to shell it too, out. Though. More so like ESPN and yeah. Fox is what I mean to say. I didn't mean to say Manfred. Well, that's but. what I'm saying. Hey, cut. Get rid of Alex Rodriguez. Put in Scott Hatterberg. Put in somebody who's like. <laughs> I feel like you're just pulling up a million different lo- no, like names and lists for it. Whatever. Like, just pick a random person. I don't Bottom care. line replace a rod yeah replace a rod all right let's talk about let's do we're like an hour into this podcast Piss missiles yeah <laughs> well no we have a bronx cheers for next year's i'll make mine real quick all right sorry okay da, 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 da. all right um look phillies are on a five game win streak i haven't checked the score we just started our last game in the series against the braves 
We're good. We're getting good. We are tied for second in the season or in the division. And if we win tonight, we'll be solidly second by ourselves, and we will be within two games of the Braves. And you know what? Fuck everybody who says we can't do it, because you know what? I I know I know Philadelphia. We will get to the very end, and we will be in the perfect position, and then that's when we will lose it. Fair enough. So we're gonna um, we're gonna get to the division championship and then lose it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, Yankees still injured, still hurt. Uh, DJ LeMayu came back. Uh, somehow the Mets walked off on in Yankee Stadium on Friday night, which was just fucking hilarious. Honestly, you can't really laugh. You can't really do anything else but laugh. Um, they won their game yesterday in a walk off uh, in a walk off wild pitch by Dylan Batances. Thanks, buddy. Like the sleeper inside agent. Um, and then today they had a ridiculously awful, sluggish, disgusting, gross, sloppy game uh, from one of two doubleheader against the Mets um, and came back from down two to seven to win eight to seven in the eighth inning. Uh, and now they're playing right now and they are currently tied. So, yeah, that's the Yankees in a nutshell. Uh, pitching needs to be better, but it looks like it's sort of getting there. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the game. Hey, look, one last thing. Replacing Pavetta in the bullpen. We got Workman and Hembry. So much better. Fuck. <laughs> we, hey, uh, man. Look, we're going to be – we're going to do it. We're going to get all the way to the end and then fuck up. Uh, hey, I I believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> I what do we say? I believe I believe in the in the Phillies' power to throw away something last second. <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, okay, now we'll talk about piss uh, piss missiles of the week. All right, so, all right. I'll start with my AL piss missile of the week because I you know what? It's not the most impressive piss missile, but I got a warm fuzzy feeling. I would like to talk about Yoshio Sutugo, uh, who plays for the Rays. Look. He's playing against the Blue Jays. This is August 24th, actually. Same day as that crazy uh, home play tag out. Uh, I get a fuzzy feeling whenever a player comes over from Japan or Korea and just fucking destroys it. Because here's the thing. I love the MLB. I'm an MLB guy. I think we have an inflated sense of superiority against these dudes. Yeah, like, I would say so. And 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 even though Ichiro Suzuki came over when he was old and crushed us, we still yeah. believe it. And I don't. Anyway, but he came yep. over and he, uh, in the, in the bottom of the second, just smacked it, just nailed it against the Blue Jays. And I was like, yeah, Yoshio, yeah. And also when he. Their, their their celebration is that he bows to everybody is on, on his way back to the dugout, which I thought was awesome. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Anyway, Yoshio Tsusugo, you want to come on the podcast? I'll get you and Kyle Finnegan on, on the same day. <laughs> uh, I think that he has a translator, though. That's fine. Okay. Hey, I, Yoshio Tsusugo's translator, if you want to hop on by... Uh, <laughs> it's just him. He's just, just a translator. Show up. <laughs> you know. And this is his oh. first year, I think. This is his first year in the MLB. I think so. Yes. I think so. And and his by the way, his home run was off of a South Korean player though, which was crazy. It was off of uh Hyunjin Ryu. That sounds about right. So, 
Uh, it was just cool. It was cool. It's a cool moment. So yeah. Uh, what's yours? Your AL. My AL piss pistol of the week is uh just you know the the the, the he's he's a big fish in a little pond. Mike Trout. He uh he he came about. Uh, so fucking corny. I mean, hey, listen, dude, you hated on a Rod. I figured I have to try and out a Rod, a Rod. Um, but. Whenever Mike Trout just decides that a baseball is too fucking close to him, I just get a little excited. Uh, big fan of Big Fly, Mike Trout. Um, whenever I hear anything like that, uh, like Angels broadcast, always killing it. I feel bad for them because they have to watch the Angels be mediocre aside from Mike Trout. But still cool. Still very cool. Uh, he knocked one over the fucking mountains in in center field in LA and God, Mike Trout is just so good. He's just such a great baseball player. And I am I just love watching him play baseball. Just kills it. But yeah, that would be my AL piss missile of the week. I'd like to correct I mispronounced his name. I said Yoshio, it's Yoshitomo. Yoshitomo, yep. I think I I, I feel like they mispronounced it on broadcast too because I just caught, I wrote down what I what I heard and also the uh, uh, the hit against uh, Hugh and Rio was actually the twenty fourth of July. This is the twenty fourth of August. I was looking at the wrong thing on the stat sheet. <laughs> this is the one I saw was twenty fourth of August. That hit they were referencing was twenty fourth of July. Uh, like it's been a rough day. Sometimes things happen. Uh, my NL piss missile of the week. This one goes to my guy who I've never doubted ever in his life and I never ever said anything bad about and Scott, don't don't watch no, this podcast. Look. Scott, you can watch it all. Cause I've always been here before you. <laughs> I've never I always believed I said a lot of mean things. But I did it to encourage you to hit this walk off home run the bottom of the eleventh, August twenty eighth. Fucking crushed it, baby. You know what? Look, Scott, between you and me, I always knew you were good. Sometimes it's just a little tough love, you know? You're like the dad that comes back <laughs> at the end of the movie. I went out for cigarettes one day. And, yeah, yeah. And, and now I'm coming back, back and I'm trying to explain like, to my son, Scott, why. <laughs> yeah, where you're like, hey, son, missing. it's me. Hey, son, it's me. I'm, uh, I miss you, buddy. And, anyway, uh, now that you're rich that. and famous, can you cut me a check, man? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a deadbeat dad. But, but you know what? What, what, what do the Phillies deserve if not a deadbeat dad? <laughs> My NL piss missile of the week is going to be uh, earlier this week. Uh, I actually think it was. Six days ago? Uh, no, it was three days ago. Half of that. Um, the Mariners were up on the Padres 7-4, uh, to four, I want to say. 7-4, to four, I believe. It might have even been 7-0. to zero. I could be wrong. But either way, uh, mounted a crazy comeback. And then runners on first and third, uh, two outs, bottom of the seventh of a doubleheader. Uh, one ball, or I would say count one and oh, and Will Myers just fucking launches one right off the Western Metal Supply Co. Second deck, and 
this team is special, man. I yeah. don't. I think that they still have problems, obviously, with their bullpen as well as just pitching in general. Who doesn't? But, yeah, I mean, Jesus, I hear you. But Will Myers' home run off of, uh, I would say, off of the Mariners, off of Adavia, Adavia or Adavila, uh, I think it's Adavila, um, is my NL Piss Missile of the Week. Great fucking shot. Yeah, it and was. It was a good I, hit. I'm I'm keeping it going with with you know there's not a we're we're keeping walk off bombs here in the NL so hey you know what when every game in the fucking NL seems like it's so goddamn close there's a lot yep. of walk off bombs yeah I yeah I completely agree side note uh, Blue Jays did clinch it against the Orioles <laughs> they yeah. won yeah keep that keep that win loss over 500 baby that's what I like to see. Speaking of win-loss, this is it's now time for This Is How I Win. Roll clip. This is my fucking way. This is how I win. In this game, we, we pull a random team name out of the hat, and uh, and we have to decide how this – we have to explain, give a pitch as to why this team can win it all. So, Bobby, I'll let you go first. You okay. have – You have. Oh, you actually have the Blue Jays. There you go. Oh, look at that. The Buffalo Blue Jays. Oh, shit. Okay. I dropped it. All right. There you go. Look at that. Okay. Let me Fucking. Put 45 seconds on the clock. And tell me whenever you are ready. Let's just fucking. Pull up the Jays. <laughs> no, I, there was a reason why I did that. Um, Go for it. All right. So the Blue Jays actually, at the beginning of the year, I, I said that they were actually a sleeper pick, and I still kind of mean it. Um, with the Yankees kind of doing shitty, uh, it's definitely possible that the Rays could have sneaked in as either the second seed or even a wild card. I believe they have the, wild, the, the second half of the wild card right now. Um, with, uh, the AL, it's kind of dicey. I think that the, how, how they could go all the way is players like Hyunjin Ryu, uh, Daniel Vogelbach. Um, I think that Vlad Guerrero, uh, Vladdy's got a wagon, uh, Vladdy, Bo Bichette, um, Tanner Rourke, Rowdy, Tel- Rowdy Telez, they all are just very good. But honestly, I think that once they get that Lance Lynn, you cut out your microphone, cut out. Uh, nope, you're still silent. I don't oh, know. No. Was it me? Was it a me? There we go. Is it back. me now? Am I super gross and deep? Nope, you're good. So you didn't catch the Lance Lynn pick, did you? No, but your time ran out anyway. <laughs> Okay. But, uh, Technical hey, difficulties has fucked me again. I like it. Yeah, come on, dude. Yeah, I'm trying to be professional here. Yeah, sorry, dude. All right. Now mine is... Oh, the Indians. <laughs> Just tell Mike Clevenger to cough on everybody. Oh, God. All right, let me pull up the Indians roster um 
Whoa. My Google just glitched out and turned blue. <laughs> My buddy just texted me and said, the O's make the big move calling up Mount Castle, who went yard twice in his first game, <laughs> but also trade away our, quote, ace at the deadline. Are they actually trying to win or? No. <laughs> no, they're not. You know what? Some days, some seasons you just got to take the L. I mean, that's like every season for the Orioles ever since like 2016. So I can't, I can't blame him for being upset about that. Yeah. But also, maybe be a, maybe be a fan of a better team. <laughs> That's all nope. I gotta say. You can't do that when you've seen the Iron Man play. You gotta wait for what's great. What you gotta. I, wait for my dad better. loves my dad's favorite baseball player ever is Cal Ripken Jr. He's in my Mount Rushmore, man. Dude, he is. He's he's fucking great. All right, I'm ready. Oh yeah. All right. Give me just a moment. I was cooking earlier, so I actually used my timer, so we're good to go. As all it right. Should be and go okay so i think the indians still have uh good players that they can utilize uh shane bieber still his era is 135 zach plesic although he's not in right now uh his is at 129 and most of their rotation is keeping it under four which in their division is still pretty good <laughs> uh yep. leading and- and I think that, uh, you know, they have good players in their offense. You know, they've got – it's 20. mostly around the 200s. They got Fran Mill Reyes. They got uh, Tyler Naquin. They have a, a lot of decent hitters. And if they can keep the consistency up, then I think that they can still uh, – I think they can pull something out of the hat. You got five, you got, you got five seconds. I'm done. I am so mad at you right now. Why? You didn't fucking talk about Francisco see- Lindor? Frankie Lindor, the fucking best player on the Indians? I mean, not by any real statistics. Not offensively. Look, Lindor's good. But he's just not statistically. Look, who do you want to talk about? Fran Mil Reyes, their DH, has a better batting average. Carlos Santana has a better on-base percentage. Uh, Cesar Hernandez has a better batting average. He's still a better player. All around. Delino DeShields is a better batting average. Lindor, look. Lindor is going to be great. Is that what you want to hear? No, he's fantastic. That's what I'm telling you. He's going to be so good. That's what you want to hear, Bobby? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Anyway. (laughs) All right. Look. Now time for our greatest segment, our last segment. <laughs> WWJD, what would Junior do? Uh, the swingman himself. He gets a call <laughs> from the commissioner. Yes! Grand slam, Gary Sanchez, Yankees walk it off. Keep going. Come, come, call me Junior. 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 Come, come, call me Junior.